Hello, and welcome back to another thrilling episode of Turn the Page. I am Tony Stevens. I'm your star power. I'm your host. I am Iron Man. Anyway, to my right, we have the adorable sidekick, Ronnie Shanks. Say hello. hello. Yeah. And to my left, there's this other guy, John McClay. Best beard you've ever seen in your life. He is just so much sex appeal, you can't even take it. It's just, it's overwhelming. Sorry. Okay, now, focusing. Let's talk about some news first off. I just want to go over some of the current events going on in comics and in the cinematic industry uh, so we can get that going. And just kind of update everybody on what's going on, what we think about it, and what maybe we don't think about it. Who knows? We'll come up with some stuff. We'll entertain you because that's what we're here to do. We're here to entertain you. Um, Ronnie, can you go ahead and start us off with some some of the current current events or events that you think have blown your mind over the past week that you found out about? Well, I mean, you know, it's they finally answered the question in comics. Who would win between the Thing and the Hulk? Which, you know, in the back of my mind, I always thought that the Hulk would always win. But then Marvel's like, nah, bro, the Thing won. Wait, he they had the Thing win? The yeah. Thing knocked him out cold. But in context. Let's put this in context. I guess if you could second. knock him out cold, it would like, well, okay. cause him from becoming more angry. What you have here, and in effect, is the current Fantastic Four series... The thing, Benjamin Grimm finally gets married to Alicia, mm-hmm. his blind girlfriend. Now, as we all know, Alicia Masters has a father who is a supervillain, mm-hmm. right? Uh, a puppet master, right? Yeah. Okay. Crazy fella. So this fella can make a little clay figurine and control whoever he makes that voodoo puppet of. He made it of the, the Hulk. Hulk. Yeah. So he's in control of the Hulk. Making thing and Hulk go at it like it's it's pound town in the dog cage. So like, I have a question. Like, you know, I guess how they've made the Hulk's powers like associated with his anger, right? Correct. So mm-hmm. if he's being controlled by someone, he can't get super angry. Correct. Is that how he was defeated? I feel like there's a little bit of a catch there. So it's then a the catch thing twenty-two really because then Marvel the can turn around later yeah. on and say, uh, "Well, he wasn't really that angry. Well, he's like a zombie. He's being mind controlled." I mean, it's like he might have been fueling Puppet Master's anger because, like, he. But like, nobody's more Puppet, mad than Bruce. Yeah, the Puppet Bruce Master's is anger always mad. is not the same as Hulk anger. Basically, if you name your child Bruce, you're destining them to be a rageaholic. Wayne, Banner, doesn't matter. Batman or Hulk. Your, Campbell? Your kid, yeah, Bruce Campbell. <laughs> so, you're going to make your child very angry if you name them Bruce. Please be very careful when you do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's an excellent panel. It's excellent artwork. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Hassan Rabik did the cover, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, excellent painting that that fella does. Did a lot of work on Thor for a while. Uh, keep keep going, man, because you are doing a great job. Now Absolutely. the interior work, um, I cannot remember the fellow's name that did all the interior work. But I his, can't, but it's really great. He does a really good job. It's very defined, good shadows. There it is. It's beautiful. Right. Let's look right, right here. Is this the moment? Is this the this moment? is the moment so where you, away, you actually see. Now the thing is currently wearing a watch of some kind that lets him know when he's going to revert to human form. 
So he, he can go back and forth now. But it, he has to keep track by this watch that he wears. Mm-hmm. So right before he's about to lose his rockiness, he just all out decks the Hulk because Alicia Masters reminds Thing that he has something that the Hulk never has. Hulk's always angry, but the Thing, he's always got heart. Yeah, someone pointed out to me that anger is pretty powerful too. Anger's pretty powerful, but if you're angry and you're getting really close to somebody I love, yeah. I'll poke your eyeball. This is like um, the Rocky Balboa kind of like heart yeah. beats like, you know, uh, corporate. Ivan, yeah. Ivan Drago. Right. Yeah, it's because he just wouldn't stop. Like, he's going to go until he dies. Rocky Balboa is great yeah. for that. He's oh, always yeah. great for that. And that's what I'm saying. You get too close to my loved ones, I will gouge your eyes out. Now, speaking of fatalities, um, you had another thing you wanted to throw at us, I think. Yeah. Um, they've actually started casting for the new Mortal Kombat movie. No. Which is really interesting. So they're making another one. Yes. Uh, and we're getting Lambert again, right? Or Lambert? Lambert? We're not Lambert. getting we're not getting Lambert. Um, the guy that played Hogan in the Thor movies is actually in talks right now to play Raiden. That will which be is nice. really cool. He um, is an excellent actor. And then the guy from Supergirl who plays Jimmy Olsen is playing Jackson Briggs. Mm-hmm. Big metal arms. Okay, I can I see can that. See He's that. very yeah. imposing and tall. And they have a newcomer, which I looked her up. She really hasn't done anything. Maybe she came off the Disney but, Channel. But um, I'm hoping, for love of God, please let her know martial arts. That's all I care about in this movie. Do they have any like martial artists signed on? Do you know? Yes. Um, I think you get like fact, Donnie Yen or somebody. Like the that. guy playing Sub-Zero yeah. is Joe Taslam from The Raid. Okay. Oh, okay. So he'll be doing a whole bunch of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I like that. This stuff. It's, you know, oh, yeah. even when he does ice balls, it'll be. And the dude uh, from the Power Rangers movie, uh, Ludi Lin, uh, he's actually playing Lee Kane. Was that the Black Ranger? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm actually pretty excited about this movie. Uh, I just hope they cast someone really good for Johnny Cage and someone really good for Scorpion. Johnny Cage. I. It needs to be in action. You know, Bradley Cooper. No, Scott Atkins would actually be pretty Scott good. Scott Atkins would be good. Scott Atkins, can you do everything? Because now remind me, we'd appreciate it. Undisputed. Um, he was in a bunch of other movies with Michael J. White. Uh, he's like a lot of action movies. He was in Ninja One and Two. Yeah. Um, so, like, how old is he? Oh, he's he's about he's the right age for Johnny Cage. Because Johnny Cage, uh, by the time that they got him for the Mortal Kombat tournament, was kind of like a washed up he movie was aged star. Aged out movie star. Oh, he's like Tom Cruise. No, no, yeah. Tom Cruise is in his peak. He's peaked. <laughs> oh, he yeah. peaked. He peaked. He peaked so hard that he changed his name and now, produces our show. Depending on how old <laughs> they, depending on how old they go uh, with Johnny Cage. Um, they want to go older. I can possibly see them bringing in Jean Claude Van Damme because that's who he was originally Ooh, supposed man. to be. I don't know. I don't know. No, no, no he's, that's who he's supposed he's to be. Perfect. All right, let's get. Uh, do we have a question from the audience? Uh, well, just Hollywood was recommending uh, Chris Pratt for Johnny Cage. Chris Pratt. Chris Johnny? Pratt is good. I mean, he's a good he's actor. Good. That I would like actually him. be really yeah, good. Check Teeny agrees. You see that? Well, Chris if Pratt she agrees, then everybody knows that that must be right. Because when Trektini's right, she's right. And there's no arguing <laughs> against that. Um, so, however, there is some bad news coming up. Uh, yeah. I got... Can, 
I'm going to go ahead and console him for a second. Maybe what is it? We might need to put him in a straitjacket. They have announced that they have canceled the Krypton show, which also means that the Lobo spinoff show that everybody was getting excited about, canceled. So, much like the tone of DC likes to carry things out to give us hope and then crush it with a stranglehold. Um, thank you again, DC, for doing this to us. Um, you remind me why I'm so angry in life. I think if they would just commit. Yeah, this is the second canceling in a few months. Yeah, Swamp yeah, Thing can- was canceled. Swamp yeah. Thing was canceled. They're, even their DC streaming service, which I've had. I've already, I've already paid you for the year, DC, and you are disappointing me. And pretty soon, Marvel's just going to win completely. You still have the biggest names in comics. All you have to do is commit. Commit to an idea. Make it. There are plenty of really good directors, actors, screenwriters. Just pay them the money. Step back and let the magic happen. Pull a Feige. Let it happen. All right? That's all I'm saying, DC. Well, they are continuing with Titans, at least. Titans Season 2 comes out soon. That... It looks really uh, promising. Yeah. With Deathstroke coming up, I'm very excited about that. I don't Glad. Is, now, did we get any news on who's actually playing Deathstroke? Or is that, I mean, can Manu Bennett come back? Uh, it's not Manu Bennett, it's somebody else. Uh, uh, I forgot what his name was, but he's going to be pretty good. Now, I didn't uh, see Aquaman. Didn't Deathstroke make an appearance in Aquaman? Like at the end? Uh, that was at the end of uh, Justice, Justice League. Justice League. Yeah. Wait, was it? And that yeah. was a different actor. That was Joe. That was the guy. Yeah, yeah, this guy from that was True the Blood. wolf in True yeah. Blood. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's such. He's a pretty man. So are they just like uh, dumped him for uh, Deathstroke? I think that he's still going to be the Silver Screen Deathstroke. The, yeah. The, the so DC is doing what they always do and just separating uh, these. Yeah. TV Let's get another movies. question. Haldecourt uh, was asking, "Who do you think would be a good uh, Feige for the DC universe?" Don't they have Jeff one? Johns. Is it Jeff Johns? Jeff Johns. Just let him off the chain. Like, as long as they take the leash off of him. DC has just always been strangle-held by WB. WB has a lot of executives. They like to make a lot of decisions. They like to say, well, this is how I'd prefer to see it. I've never read a comic book or watched a movie, but boy, oh boy, would I pay money to see it do this way. And I'm not going to go see it. Uh, Matter of fact, cancel it. Just cancel it. Cancel all of it. Uh, turn Superman into uh, Michael B. Jordan and just kill everything. And <laughs> don't forget, make sure the movie comes out before my bonus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're talking about Justice League there, right? Well, that's a whole other yeah. topic for a different day. Oh, yeah. Let's just... Okay. DC, goodbye. We're leaving you for now. We've spent too much time and heartache on you. And we are not going to bash the things we hate, even though we want to bash you right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Tingle's going off and saying we need to take this in a different direction and uh, get happy about some stuff. We still love um, DC. Something I'm kind of excited about right now is the fact that we have a complete revamp of the X-Men universe within the comic books. Okay, so we've got Hickman, Jonathan Hickman. He's coming up. Now, he's already done some amazing storylines for the Avengers. Some of it's very complex. Some of it you have to really use your brain to follow. Um, But when he gets to the end, this full circle appeal that he gives you, it's it's really good reads. 
But he's just now started out with revamping the X-Men universe, and they're calling it the House of X, Powers of X. Mm -hmm. And uh, so far, they're only about two issues in. From what I understand, um, one of the oldest human uh, characters within the book was Moira. Moira McTaggart. Thank you. Moira, uh, Scottish is hard to talk. Moira McTaggart. Uh, she was always the human character, and uh, but they changed that. Uh, they say that she is a mutant. Has she, she always been a mutant? Apparently, according to Hickman. And we'll see where he's going with this. Maybe I either have faith in him and he'll destroy me, or um, he'll reward so me. So what's the premise of this The premise movie? is that she dies, and when she dies, her mutation is that she comes back with the full memories of every previous lived life. So she became Tom Cruise. Yeah, she's on the edge of tomorrow. Yeah, yeah okay. Basically. So this time she's decided it's to go ahead. Day, but X-Men. I hated Groundhog Day. What? No, like that it's a good movie. Amazing. I like the movie. It's hilarious. But so many it things is are derivative the worst. Of Groundhog Day. That's my worst fear. Like, I've seen it. like if, if they had dream. no, dude. If they had a shark <laughs> with spider legs yeah. and a clown face painted on it that was actually going to sit in a chair and psychoanalyze you, that's less scary than repeating everything over and over yeah. again. Do you know how many times I could get like remarried or re-divorced if Groundhog well, Day It's just happened? one day. It's just one day. Right, but what if it's the worst day? What if it's the best day? What if it's just a day and you could just take off? Uh, it all depends on what job I have. Oh. Uh, it, what, give me a job scenario. We're diverging for a second. Um, I could be an actor. Okay, you're an day. actor. You're an actor. You gotta relive the same day. Gotta relive the same day. Okay. I gotta get that... That, that one scene that I've got to perform over and over to. again. You don't and have to. I could, you could though. Just not show they up. say, hey, Tony, come on in. No, and uh, in. <clears throat> we're going to need you to get in the pose. And then I just kind of like sit there and then they get the blood painted on me. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'm ready for my one line. I am. Amen. You don't have and then to I do that it. every day. You don't have to. You could go do whatever you wanted. See, the thing that was special about Groundhog Day, he was trapped in a town. He, Boom, he was trapped in a decision, too. Well, he was only trapped in that decision because he couldn't leave town because of the storm. He was trapped in a place he hated. So and if you're in L.A., seems really scary. you can go in. L.A. is horrible. But you can leave L.A. But it, uh, could you? Unless there was a storm keeping you from leaving L.A. that could day. Could rob a bank? You could. Could. You could do all sorts of things. But I feel like I would get killed a lot in a lot of these scenarios. Yeah, but then you would just wake up again. But what if that's the time you don't? You would have an opportunity to live a perfect day. You would give that up. But you'd also have the opportunity to completely go foobar yeah. and screw it. And then that's the time that you don't repeat. <laughs> you don't repeat. Right. That's the fear. That's the fear. The fear is real. What do you think, Ronald? So, about Xavier. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. So, what basically happened is... <laughs> Thank you. More than Goes to Xavier and to Eric Langsher, uh, Magneto. Yeah. Basically just spills everything. Like, this is what you do. This is how you waste your lives. Constantly playing chess and then making people who work for you kill each other. Um, how about this time? Let's work together. So we're looking at a unified mutant kind right now within I, these I pages. wonder if she's been, like, trying to subtly hint these things through the years, through the different lives. And At one just, point in time, she was the caretaker for a baby Magneto. Yeah. 
That happened right at the beginning of the Chris Claremont era. Are they gonna like like kind of go back to all these little scenarios? With I her? would really like Probably. that if they did. It's like um, this was her trying to get them to get on the right path. Right, and this travels through time. Yeah. The storyline itself it has many different iterations of time. So you even get to see uh, all the way in this distant future, one of their biggest allies is Apocalypse. Yeah. Apocalypse is trying to fulfill the dream of Xavier. I just realized instead of being himself. Yeah, isn't uh, Proteus the son of? of that Mor- was Moira's son. Yeah. yeah. So why does she keep having Proteus over and over again, even though he's incredibly dangerous? Because I guess she knows that all it takes is Colossus to like poke him with a finger and he dies. Maybe. She's like, taking, taking how bad is it that your kryptonite is metal? So she creates this person so that he super can, powerful, so but that, you touched me with a spoon. The so tick wins. But why would she create a life just so that Colossus could kill him? You could be Alan Scott Green Lantern and your uh, weakness could be wood. Yeah, or yellow, and I could take you out with a number two pencil. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't make any sense why she would do that. Um, Because he's he's killed over Maybe there are certain things that she cannot escape. Like a fixed point? Yeah, like a a singularity. They got to tie in... uh, Doctor Who into this somehow. He shows up. Well, be careful because I've heard the TARDIS. Yeah. It's bigger on the inside. Yeah, yeah. way bigger. They got way a pool. Bigger. It's like side. a mansion. Like so he has a back cave inside the one TARDIS. Mansion, the back so what's going on in the House of X? Like, uh, oh, yeah. That's as far as we know right now. It, There's two issues. They're, they're yeah. about two issues in. I'm just like, pretty much just laid down the premise. I'm just spitballing ideas here. Like, yeah. what if this and that, right? You know. I'd really like to see them show a unified mutant kind, but then go back and say, "Just kidding." <laughs> yeah, everything. I really like the idea. Continuity returns of like apocalypse, <laughs> like embodying the ideas of Xavier. This is all a dream in David Holler's head. It's neat, but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like Legion just wakes up and he's like, "Which personality thought that up?" <laughs> would be a biggest slap in the face. Oh, and that guy, it was all if a dream. you've ever watched that TV show played by Dan Stevens, no relation to the Dan Stevens that works for us. Um, but he's still doing an excellent job. If Absolutely. you've noticed that the, the graphics are getting steadily better, the quality of the show is improving. And that's all thanks to Brothor, the Dan Stevens. Thank you again for everything that you do, Dan. We love you. We appreciate you. Don't ever, ever stop doing this for us because we would be lost doing this all day. This is twiddling your thumbs. This is what we would be doing. What do we do? I don't know. Can we turn the TV on? Now, one of the big topics that I talked about last week that I wanted to get into was independent comics. Oh, yes. yes. 90s independent comics. Now, one of the biggest things that I think really solidified independent comics into a mainstream sense, even if that makes sense, is that a conundrum? It makes Indie sense. comics in the mainstream. Independent from Marvel DC is what yeah. we're really talking about. So, what did that? Image Comics, man. Yeah. Image Comics was huge because what? who were these guys? These guys that were just like the young guns of Marvel. They were the Billy B.A.'s of Marvel. Like, they were giving you things that still to the day, everybody goes, ooh la la, about. Uh, let's think, uh, some of the cult classics. Venom. Who doesn't like Venom? Todd McFarlane. He doesn't like him? He doesn't like him. But he did good. And everybody else likes him. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, oh, oh, your favorite boyfriend, 
Cable. Cable invented by Rob Liefeld. Rob Liefeld, yeah. That's right. uh, Cable. So anybody can do at least one thing right. Also, Deadpool, uh, Domino. Yeah. Uh, he's a handful of. Uh, he did some good work. He did some good work. They all had the very weak ankles, um, but he did good work. From the waist up, amazing. Lots of comic characters in the 90s had very weak ankles. They, they had the axle rows. Almost all of them, really. I gotta sway like this there's because a very I got particular, a really big gun and some really tiny long ankles. There's a particular <laughs> style that was adopted in the 90s. Now, of course, uh, the crown jewel, though, because Rob Liefeld, he's working on X-Force. It's a huge deal at the time. They've even made a Toy Biz uh, toy line of it at the time. So it's mm-hmm. it's big. He's what, like 18, 19 years old? Oh, he's old. young. He's, he's like super young kid. Yeah. Like He just graduated out of high school, walked up to Stan Lee and said, can I do something? And Stan Lee's like, sure, sure, go ahead, just do it. Um, and so he starts adding metal arms and guns and pouches and scars and big burning eyes. Like, but I do love Cable, so um, good job for that. Uh, but the crown jewel was Mr. Lee. Jim Lee. Oh, yes. What about Jim Jay Lee? Jay Lee? That's uh, pretty good. Jai Lee? I thought it was Jay. Jay I'd Lee. say Jai. I'd say Jay. Call what? us and let us know how you say yeah. your own name. Uh, we're horrible people. But Jim Lee I'm himself was the crown jewel because yeah. think about it. Chris Claremont, he's been writing X-Men at the time for almost a decade. Jim Lee signs on, starts doing some artwork for it. Mm-hmm. And then what do they do? They turn around and make X-Men issue number one, the biggest selling singular issue oh, of all yeah. time. So many covers. Uh, just amazing writer, amazing artwork. And then there you go. But at the time, you have this young, angsty rebel within the comic book community, Todd McFarlane. Like, mm-hmm. he just... He couldn't stand the fact that, oh, you printed my artwork on your t-shirt, and I never even saw a percentage. I'm just saying, throw me a nickel, or put my name on it, or say something about me. And we agree with you, Todd. There were a lot of things that weren't going the right way. I like his beard. I I do, too. He actually reminds me of somebody... I'm trying to think. There, yeah. Oh, there it is. We have our very own I don't Todd see McFarlane. I don't you don't see, see that? No. I see that you, Mon Frere, if you committed yourself for ways. 10 years, just 10 years of your life, yeah. you could make your own toy company. You could design two things. Years. Two years. Ten. Two. I don't think you could do this I in I think two. you could do anything in two years. You give yourself the, a lot of money, a butler. The and dedication. Well, get dedicated because yeah. I'm Eight expecting I'm expecting McClay toys yeah. to come out very soon. Two years. Two years. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, all these guys started rallying together. Now, of course, Rob Liefeld he kind of looked up to Todd McFarlane, um, so he starts kind of following in his shoes. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay, Todd, there he uh, is, right there's Rob, uh, Rob Liefeld right there, grinning from ear to ear. I still. I wish I could fix his hair. What's wrong with his hair? Let me... His hair's always horrible, but it's okay. He's a good guy. No, He's a good his guy. hair's I just, fine. He's got I just, floppy hair. That's just I, the way it no, is. No. No. Yeah. He can do the flip. I don't even think he could do the flip. It's like, man, it, it's... Okay, we all know that it's weird, okay? It's Look terrible. at it! Look at it! Look, it's like a buzz cut, but then with like, like some bangs. Hair. He's got yeah. bangs on a buzz cut, man. He does have bangs on a buzz Why? cut. Why? Why does he do that? 
He likes to. Is it because he's mad that he doesn't have a cyborg arm or some sort of scar on his face? All should be mad. Just go ahead and put a tattoo on your face. Get over it. Go bald. It's all right, man. We all start to lose it at some point in time. Some sooner than others. Um, (laughs) I I kid. He's beautiful, bald. We wouldn't have a kingpin without him. He kind of what? Yeah. Um, my cue card girl is messing with my head right now. Uh, do you want to talk about Grifter? We can okay, talk about talk Grifter. About, I think I'll that talk, he wants to talk about. I think Grifter. he Tell has us about Grifter. a very silly name, like a um, like a gritty Drifter. Well, so a Grifter, Grifter is a person who cons you. Okay, is he con man? He's a con man. So it's like a he, professional con man. That's what Grifter guns? means. Why does he need guns? In case the con doesn't work. So he's not good. He just shoots you in the face. He's not a good con. It could be. If he's good, why does he need guns? Because just in case. Why does Batman have batarangs? So he doesn't have If he's con. so good at kung fu, he doesn't need batarangs. That's, that's right. Doesn't he have telekinesis, too? He does have telekinesis, what? Kyle. That's true. What? He has telekinesis? Yes, he I don't does. know anything about this character. Um, okay, well, hold on. So for a minute, He's let's a just mask. pretend like I I bridged. A Deadpool mask. I'm going to see if, because he came before Deadpool. Um, but I'm going to see if maybe I bridged this together properly for those people who are trying to follow and maybe our erratic brain patterns aren't connecting the tissue for you. These guys all left Marvel and they formed their own company named Image, Image Comics. They only did so once Jim Lee decided to sign on with them. And each one of them became a co-owner of Image Comics. So Image Comics was split into like a five-tier community. Each one has its own company, its own artists, its own direction. But all of them fall under this... The Umbrella uh, Company. The Umbrella Company, which was Image Comics. So within that... Which is interesting because like a lot of the stuff... Like uh, Lizzie... And like another subtitle, Wildstorm, which eventually ended up being bought by DC. Right, different on. imprints. Jim Lee's. Different imprints. That was Jim Lee's. Jim Lee's stuff, so I mean, that makes sense. And since we're talking about Jim Lee's Wildstorm imprint that went over to DC, they mm-hmm. also bought up the character Grifter, yep. which is an amazing name and a really cool mask that happened before Wade Wilson. <laughs> um, it's a character with a lot of potential that they have continuously just kind of let it sway in the wind. He, but he Deadpool existed before Grifter. Oh no! So, so well, like Grifter, kind of, but Grifter not really. Only exists as an image character, right? Image didn't exist Look, when Jim Lee created these things before. Oh, okay, but he had them in his like back pocket, his library. If anybody was going to copy off anybody, I don't think Jim copied off Rob. So, like, um, here's a question: Like, if I'm like a uh, like I work for a company. Yeah. Like uh, which company? Like working know, for Image Marvel, or working for Marvel? Marvel. Okay. okay, Marvel. And like uh, my job is uh, to draw and create characters. Like I'm paid to do this. And then I like create, a concept artist or is an actual panel worker? Either one doesn't matter. That kind of matters, but okay. Uh, and I create characters, but then I don't give them to Marvel. I just keep them in a briefcase. Yeah. Wouldn't Marvel say, hey, those are mine, since you worked for me at the time? 
If he but he could on their, on their time. On their time, but maybe he created it before their time. Maybe, maybe. there's an 11 year old Jim Lee that drew a picture of Deadpool masked Gambit. Maybe. And called him Grifter. And I know, said, what I know. would make him cooler than the trench coat? Guns. I think Eric, Eric Larson uh, was one of those creators who had created like the Savage Dragon when he was a kid, right? Yeah, Savage yeah. Dragon was like his yeah. childhood. Childhood. Hero. That he comic book creation. And there was a cartoon of Savage Dragon. As yeah, because, well. you know, not only was he the Savage Dragon, but um, he was also like a Chicago PD cop. And, you know, Eric Larson made him. And uh, it was it was actually a pretty entertaining comic. It was fun. Um with a lot of you know savageness to it, I always I like, like his hairstyle. Yeah. yeah, isn't it cool? Like he has no hair, but there's a fin. You can be bald, but you can have a fin. A good old mohawk. He's just he's gritty. He's cool, but it's kind of the to actually read the comic is like trying to put a Howard the Duck as a mainstream comic. Like it's very much so. It's a crazy. Is it still going. Misleading. It's like one of the few originals that's it's still going. One of the ones because well. Eric Larson, I believe, is still very strong within the image publishment uh, publishing. He still does a lot of work. Yeah. Which, if you if you have any idea of how Image eventually worked itself out, um, we had Stormwatch mm-hmm. was within Image imprint. Uh, tell us a little bit about that fella. Stormwatch. I mean, yeah, Scott Clark. He was. He had very, very powerful images, like anything that he illustrated. I mean, all the way back from Stormwatch to his work in Marvel with Alpha Flight, some of the X-Force stuff in the 90s. Um, went on later on and like he did his own creator thing, which was also independent, called Star Gods, uh, which he worked on with my older brother, Dave Beatty, and also um, another friend, Dean Zachary. And, Went oh, on to, Dean Zachary. Yeah. I know him. He's done some artwork for me. I love that guy. Yeah, he's awesome. And then they went to... <clears throat> then later on, Scott and my brother went to DC and stuff like that. Did a bunch of work. Which also on Grifter. So definitely check that out. At least the first volume. Yeah, the first volume Grifter. Uh, Scott and, you know, God rest his soul before he passed away. Um, he got to work on, you know, that with my brother. It was a pretty good thing. I wish it could have gone a little bit further so they could have realized more of the plot lines. Uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it kind of got Liefelded. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that mean? He, uh, Liefeld tried Liefeld writing. Over and he was um, writing and drawing for it. So he could burn out, too. I have a question mm-hmm. for either of you. So, like, back to Grifter. Yes, back yeah. to Grifter. I, I'm amazed did, at how much this episode is going to be about Grifter. Yeah. yeah. Did, did cool. he introduce himself as Grifter? Uh, to people? Because I would was, think that that would undermine his whole con man thing if he just said, hey, I'm It was a, a title man. given to him within a super team. Okay. So there was the Wildcats. Yeah. Covert action teams. Yeah. That's what the cast So no one knew his name. He was, now he had to have a code name. Code because like, he pulls down the mask. Yeah. You know. Okay. He could like re- he leaves it all wrapped up around his head. He's just cold cash walking around. Yeah, uh, which is his name. Cold cash. Cold. Oh, okay. Cold. Cold cash. Say cold. Cold. E. I got it. All right. Um, cool gritty. Is that his next? Rides name? a motorcycle. Hey, wait. Did you say it was gritty? Gritty. 
A gritty grifter. Grifter. A drifter guy, a little gritty. Okay. Well, my question is, with superpowers. My question is, he's he. I'm telling you, man, it's it's Deadpool face gambit. Okay, I can see it. It is you Deadpool know. face gambit. With Jean-Claude, a little bit of Punisher mixed have, in. Do you have a little... Um, it's Jean-Claude Van Damme from Hard Target with superpowers. Yeah! I can see that. Yeah! But... I see it better if I do that. Um, it makes it look like I'm Grifter, and I'm okay with that. I, <laughs> I always kind of wanted to grow up to be him. Um, however, refocusing, uh, the biggest title of Image Comics wasn't any of these, though. It, it wasn't the one that really carried the burden on the front end. Because yeah. uh, a lot of these teams, even though they were kind of cool, good artwork, good, uh, uh, the writers are tr- or the writers are the artists. Even Wildcats, the artists are the writers. The it was it was Wildcats wasn't even the biggest, even though Jim Lee was the biggest name yeah. they wanted to pull over. The biggest was Spawn, Dear created Lord, yes. by Spawn. Todd McFarlane. Now, oh my God, dude, I'm so happy you did that. Uh, just Todd, this is a big shout out to you from a very young, angsty teenage Tony. Um, Without you, I couldn't have really fulfilled my morbid dark side. I couldn't have been uh, a poor, depressed, gothic kid listening to Disturbed in my room, reading comic books about a superhero undead, uh, soul to soul to the devil. Good job. You're the best Canuck ever. Like, so you're a Canadian goal. You went through a goth phase too, huh? Oh, man, I had a black trench coat, black combat boots, black jeans at all times tucked into my combat boots. Oh, yeah, sure. I was Neo before Neo came out. Thanks for stealing that from me, Keanu. Um, but, yeah. Now, honestly, I want to ask you because, you know, you, you were young mm-hmm. when, when Spawn first came you out. Been, 91, 92. Both of you would have been yeah. way young. You would have yeah. been pretty old already. I, I was already. Yeah. I was just out of Nam. So the yeah, thing. you were getting done with uh, Nam. Well, my brother, he uh, again, he got me into Spawn and stuff like that. It's like he was that your nighttime story. Was he actually like sitting there at the end of your bed and he's like, and then Al Simmons sold his soul to the <laughs> devil. He didn't read me Spawn, but he did. Uh, we did go see the movie, and he you just me. got violated, Kelly man. Oh man, my stepdad, that was the last movie he ever took me to see. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> he saw uh, it, he was like, Are you serious? But no, that um The Toys is what really got me into it, man. No, yeah. Now Todd McFarlane with McFarlane Toys, this is one thing I and definitely I have to say is that he revolutionized the whole toy yes. industry. Because before then you had figures that could do this, right? Arm just moves up. And if you wanted to pose him, what could you do? Nothing. He stands there. If he's not standing there, he's just sitting on the edge of a table. If you had a girlfriend, she'd be like, look, he's sitting in a funny position. No, he's just sitting there. All he can do is stand. But then McFarlane said, screw that, man. Screw that, man. Let's get some awesome-looking figures that look just like the comic book panels. Let's put them in some cool poses. Let's make it my company. Like, he wanted to own his own Toys R Us, and he made it super scary. One of the things I think that uh, helped McFarlane was not knowing anything about the industry or how it worked. Like Just he, having the dream. He would ask questions like, well, why can't we have super detail? Why can't we do this? Why? And there's all sorts of reasons why you, they didn't do it. And why they'll say you price effects, and but he's like, no, well, we're just going to try and do this. We'll just pay more, and they'll, we'll charge more, yeah, and people will buy it, and they did. Funny that you mentioned like you know super articulation and stuff like that. Uh, I'll find the picture for you guys. I was just reminded about this, but uh, the imprint that uh, or comic Stargun that my brother Dean and Scott worked on, 
they actually had pre-order. Unfortunately, the company they were with went bankrupt or just didn't give them the money they're supposed to, so things kind of went. But they're actually coming out with a figure called Ra based off you know Egyptian mythology, but it, it had the most articulation ever at the time. You know, it's supposed to come out. Yes. Huh? Yes. Oh, wow. It could do stuff like that. Uh, it could move. It had a two-foot wingspan. It was like an eight-inch figure. So it was really freaking cool. I'll find the image for you guys next time. But uh, See, it, now, what matters more... And it had ball joints and stuff like yeah. that. You know, super detailed. But you can't just give us a cool toy. you got to give us the character that goes behind the toy. And that was what was really neat about Spawn when it yeah. first started coming out. and hitting the Because I could call my grandmother. This was the thing. Like, Christmas is coming up. What do you want for your Christmas present? I want spawn, Grandma. Spawn? Like a fish? No, a hell spawn, Grandma. What? That's right. You'll know him when you see him. His face is stitched together. He's burnt to a crisp when he's got guns and swords for days. Thank you, Grandma, for always getting me the spawn figures I wanted. I had medieval spawn. I always uh, wanted medieval spawn. Uh, I didn't have the first one. I had the second one. That was super zombified. Big battle axe. Thanks, Grandma. I still have the first one in package at the house. Oh, that's kind of, yeah, it's, that's it's sweet. really cool. And that's what I was really upset about in the movie. Because the other guy was supposed to be Medieval Spawn. Oh, Cagliostro? Like, yeah, I was like, yes, we can see Medieval Spawn. And then all he does is just gets chain he mail. Puts chain mail on his head. And a sword. And I was like... Speaking of the movie, and I've got... Uh, there's a little movie figure right here. You'll see him in a minute. Um, mm-hmm. But I love the movie. This is actually oh, the yeah, original... That's the original figure that I got when I was a kid. This and guy here. Yeah, he's been glued back together oh, wow. and everything. He had some gun belts, a big gun, some little guns. He was he was my favorite toy. I used to sleep with it every night. Take it this is like 20 years old? Oh, yeah, dude. At least. I mean, I love the movie, too. It's uh, Yeah, it's old. That's what made me a fan of Michael Jai White and martial arts. I was stuff. a fan of him From until that. I got older and started watching people who could act better. He's not very good at acting. He is excellent at the gritty face. He's excellent at the martial arts. Have you seen it's him? It's just speaking the lines. It's um... uh, so. What is Spawn? Let me explain Spawn for a second. Um, we got some some non nerdists in the community that are saying, "Hey, y'all are talking like everybody understands what you're talking about." Maybe we didn't go to the comic book store. Maybe we didn't read the biggest things that ever happened in the American community. Or maybe Spawn just uh, grows really big and and takes over my face. I don't know. So, uh, basically, what Spawn? Spawn, there's this guy, Al Simmons, right? Mm -hmm. And he is top-level CIA, uh, CIA, like, assassin. Um, He's not a good guy. But he's an American... uh, idealist if you think about it he's like i'll kill whatever i gotta kill to make sure my country stays free um works with a really mean dude named chapel works for a really really mean dude uh rick torn yes rick torn that was that's the right one um no (laughs) jason jason win uh was like the top Mm -hmm. of the community or the spy community he's basically like the evil nick fury Right, and so what you have is eventually Al Simmons goes too far. He wants to leave. He's fallen in love with this this woman named Wanda, 
He loves mm-hmm. Wanda. I mean, like everything about her makes him feel better. Like he can start over fresh. That's Todd's Everybody wife's name, should isn't it? always find somebody in their life that makes you feel like you can start fresh. Um, Todd McFarlane's wife's name is Wanda. Most possibly. I don't think or, I've ever stalked him as much. Maybe you maybe know because you're his stunt double. I don't know. It's either his wife. Or the girl that he wanted to be his wife, and now she feels kind of stalked. Maybe we should look that up. We should look that up at some point in time. But to continue the story, Jason Wynn says, you can't leave. You die. So he has him killed. He has him killed off by his own teammate, Chappie. That was the original story. I don't know how they could have retconned it since then. Well, now it's not even Al Simmons. Someone else. I only collected up to 127 issues. So... But he dies. He goes to hell because he's a bad person. Mount Bolgia, uh, which is actually the name of a ring of hell in Dante's Inferno, but in this is actually the devil. Mount Bolgia takes his little soul and he hangs him in front of him. He's like, you are going to work for me and you're going to lead my army of demons and we're going to like storm the gates of heaven and we're going to kick the crap out of them and I'm going to win because of you because you're a good soldier. He's like, oh, why would I do that? Screw you, man. And he's like, do you ever want to see Wanda again? And that's the moment where Al Simmons is like, that's all I ever want. I just want her. So if I can, if you promise me her, I will do anything for you. So again, another bad decision in the afterlife that he constantly made in his real life. I'll do anything if I get what I want. Um, And he comes back years later in a decayed body that's kind of zombified and filled with all this brimstone power. I remember that being like a particular joke. Like the the devil didn't have to do it that way, but he did that. He did it to get funnies. Yeah. He's laughing his butt off. And guess what happened in the 10 years while he was gone? Wanda got married to his best friend. And had a kid. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So a lot of things happened. The devil played jokes on him. But what does Spawn try to do with it? Get revenge on who? The devil himself. I'm going to chop his head off. That's what I'm going to do with all my life from now on. So it's a very angsty book. Uh, He runs into a lot. He's very angsty. Yeah. And, oh, yes, Todd's wife's name is Wanda. Oh. You're very smart, sir. Mindcom? I mindcom that. I have to click the button. Question? Uh, Yes, sir, Mr. Producer. Did we have a question from the audience? No, no, it's just, that's what I was trying to convey. Oh, Todd's well. Todd's wife is Wanda. Todd's wife is Wanda. We got that through Mindcom. Thank you. But, so, the book was so big in the early 90s, everybody loved it so much. T-shirts going everywhere that Todd was finally getting his stipend Millions off of. Millions of copies. Millions of copies. He gets of a much larger book. percentage. Oh, man. Everybody's suing him because they're like, hey, I did a little bit of work for you, so I'm going to sue you to get a portion of this money because you're super, uber rich off this. So rich at a certain point that he stopped even drawing the comic book and passed over the reins to Greg Capullo. Capullo. Who, if you've watched our show, a little bit of trivia, we love Greg yes. Capullo. His work is amazing, and a lot of it got grounded right there in his early issues of Spawn. He showed us how much he could convey emotions and drama through panel work, through shadows. Everything you do is amazing, sir. Even your mustache is just manly. 
Greg Capullo is awesome. And we're going to hashtag this, Greg Capullo is awesome. And hopefully at some point in time, we're going to get some sort of a Twitter account going. And then we're going to tweet Greg Capullo. And we're going to tell him, you're awesome. And then he's going to turn around and he's going to be like, you know what? I'm not doing anything uh, next week. I'll come. I'll be on your show. Thank you, Greg Capullo. That's going to be so awesome. Hashtag Greg Capullo on Turn the Page. Love you. All right. So, anyway, he starts taking over the art. And he's doing a great job. So, what's Todd committed to? He's committed to kind of like running his portion of the company. Toy company. In the toy company. Marrying Wanda. Buying baseballs. Uh, baseball. Oh, man. Yeah, buying baseballs for yeah. a lot of money. That was the... Uh, Grand Slam hit by... Uh, yeah, it was like... Um, it was a significant... Mark, at the time. Mark... Uh, yeah. McGuire? McGuire. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. He, he bought that. That was a big deal. But he's a huge sports fan. He's even yeah, got yeah. sports action figures that he plays for. Yeah. Billions, yeah. I think. Nah. Yeah. It's a ball. It is a ball that he wanted really, really bad. And he got it. And he had the money. You know, and, he uh, had the money, and he still has the money. But he also invested his money into what Ronnie talked about before, creating a movie. Because what do you do with a really cool comic book character? You turn it into a movie. Um, what can I say about the movie? What can you say about the movie? How do you feel about the movie when you first saw it? How do you feel about the movie now? Man, when I first saw it, I thought it was really good. I highly enjoyed it. Uh, it was something different. I mean, it's now the way that the Spawn costume looked. I wish she had the cape more. But then again, I understand it's at the time CG was almost non-existent. Oh yeah, well, no, it was, it was really kind of cutting edge. edge. Yeah, what, and that, that and yeah. you really couldn't do his cape with just cloth the way it is in the comics because I mean his cape is alive. It, it's you know, it's a part of him be. and a. A thing of its own. It's it's kind of like Doctor Strange's cape that's in the yeah. Doctor Strange movies. Yeah. For those who are not nerdists and don't know what we're talking about, I think it was, but uh, it was still it was really cool and I liked it. And again, it introduced me to Michael J. White, who I've been a fan of ever since. Blood and Bone, fantastic. It introduced movie. me to John Leguizamo. What really? I like the clown as well. The clown was kind of the best part for me. Yeah. And you know, he turns into the Violator and. You know, he does all of those crazy things, but this really short, like, imagine Batman has this bad guy named the Joker, right? And we all love the Joker because the Joker's super creepy. But then give the Joker way too many carbs. So he's gained a super ton of weight. He uh, has a demon that lives inside of him and constantly makes lewd, crass jokes and maybe touches himself. And that's the clown. Yes, producer. Uh, Paul Decor was wondering, who do you think would win between Spawn's cape and Strange's cape? That's a good question. Damn. Now, now well, no, I, let's, I, let's well, debate this. I can, uh, I can vouch for Spawn's cape because a lot of power can come and be derived from the cape and the suit itself. Yeah, it's, it's actually yeah. kind of connected yeah. to yeah. hell itself. So there's a lot of power yeah. in that cape. But, yeah. but I think Stranger's cape is more intelligent. Now, Stranger's cape is also somewhat, would you consider it like a holy object? Would they... Where does he get his power? Where's the strangest cape? How is it imbued it's with like a personality? The I think, yeah, Harry Potter put a spell on it. Okay. He said Levioso, and then the cape started flying and had a mind of its own, and then eventually Stephen Strange found it in a glass case. It's actually, yeah, it's canon. 
Um, <laughs> Harry Potter so I don't created know. the Marvel Universe. Um, that's a that's a toss up. I'm gonna say Spawn's Cave because it's so much more substantial. It now, just wrap itself do around. the chains and the skulls get to be a part of his? Yes, cape? because that's the cape clasp. Well then, yeah. So I mean, I thought he's it was, got stuff to it like. Was the whole outfit was was the thing that was alive. The whole outfit is a separate entity. Is but the cape itself too. Yeah, it, it's like several different living organisms collecting together to make his costume. Is the cape? It's like what if I felt a little bit like Spider Man yeah. or a lot of it like Batman or maybe today I'm Doctor Strange and then they all merged together all those costumes and from then all exaggerated. And then they jumped onto a zombie yeah. because eventually nobody knew it, but Image Comics would actually make one of the biggest comics of all time that turned into one of the biggest AMC TV shows of all time, The Walking Dead. Thank you, Todd McFarlane, for getting mad and leaving and making Image Comics because then eventually you get Rick Grimes. That's how that happened. That series just ended, mm-hmm. surprisingly. Surprisingly, uh, actually. Because well, a few months ago. When you don't have Rick Grimes anymore. Yeah, did they kill him? No, okay, we're not going to do spoilers. Yeah. I don't know. Um, because I, I didn't even that. watch the last season because I they said this, this is just, the last yeah. season with Rick Grimes, and I was like, you will not end him for me. You cannot take him away from me. It is all about him, and I don't care about Carl or any of the well, other Carl's characters. Carl's still alive in the comics. No. Well, in the comics, but screw Carl and, and one eyed Carl. Coral? Coral? Yeah. Coral! I stopped watching that show after season five, I think. Carl! Rick Grimes is amazing, though. I've got a statue of Rick Grimes. Anyway. Someday what, I'll bring that in and he'll just be standing here pointing a gun at you because what, what makes you What's good? your take on the Strange Cape versus uh, Spawn Cape? I, well, I kind of give it to the Spawn Cape just spawn because it, it has teeth. It has teeth. It, it has, has literal chains. teeth. It's got literal teeth on yeah. the cape. And it, just, it can like it would eat his cape. I think it would eat his cape. I think it would Strange's eat his cape. cape just floats, and I don't even know if that's like and a long term. It can fight, and, it can fight and like it giant people cool. down and yeah. stuff. But yeah. I mean, so it, does Spawn's cape, and it, or, like, it has teeth. Or Harry Potter found a red tablecloth, put the Levioso spell on it, became Doctor Strange's cape. But then the cape made some bad decisions in life. When it died during a battle with Doctor Strange wearing it, it went to hell, became Spawn's cape, and that's how Spawn got the cape. They're one and the same. That's like fighting your inner demons. You can't even do that. Just accept yourself. (laughs) I like it. Done. So, anyway, um, I really do. I I enjoyed the heck out of uh, Image Comics. I enjoyed the whole theory and the darkness of it. Um, Todd McFarlane made some really gritty, gory comic books and spinoff comics of Spawn itself. His Uh, toys were brilliant, too. They were, and some of them really gave me nightmares. Um, I just can't can't thank a person enough for nightmares. As an artist tortured soul seeing some cool stuff in your sleep that scares the crap out of you what do you do you wake up you draw it right and then you have Angela some of my best stuff who ended up moving from Image Comics Ah, to Marvel yeah that was a big litigation right there Um, now why did that happen okay wait who was it during the first issues Neil Gaiman um, Mm -hmm. he created Angela the guy with Cerberus um can't remember his name right now. Um, Sims. Sims. Uh-huh. So Dave Sim. Dave Sim. 
So a lot of them did some contribution to the Spawn comic book because yeah, it's a yeah. big deal at the time. They're like, give me some notoriety. Um, then, like after the fact, they're like, well, wait, hey, I made that character on your dime, and you said everything was character or creator character owned. Yeah. Uh, so there was like some issues after that. And then even a, a hockey player named Tony Twist was like, hey, you named somebody Tony Twist. That must have been after me because you're a hockey fan and my name's Tony Twist and that stupid vi- mafia villain in, in your comic yeah, yeah. is called Tony Twist. I remember so that. I want some money too to get some new teeth. Um, so <laughs> hopefully he did. I don't know. But. Todd uh, has continued plugging away. He's continued to keep faith uh, in his held spawn character. He's a very hard worker. He Todd. is a hard worker, and he's a dedicated guy, and mm-hmm. I appreciate that about him. And he is currently working on trying to get a new spawn movie brought to us with a little bit more of a noir film. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just yeah, that. Twitch. Yeah, has him and Twitch in there. Uh, Jimmy Renner is supposed to be playing Twitch. Jamie Foxx is supposed to be playing Spawn. Jamie uh, Foxx is Spawn. I can see that. So uh, he just... is a good actor. Yeah, he's a good actor. He can act like you like. He, yeah, I do yeah. like him when people can act. As long as Michael B. Jordan isn't Spawn. I like Michael um, B. I think he's cool. Okay. Michael B. Gone. Ever since The Wire. I Michael think B. Gone spray. <laughs> Go away, Michael B. Jordan. Anyways, he's great uh, in The Wire. About the uh, movie, it's like right now it's in development hell. So it is in development hell. Oh, it, is it? What, yeah, it's it? because uh, Tom McFarlane. Uh, Okay, stop it. The executives uh, don't want to give it to their him ideas the way he wants or it. meshing with contrary his. to his. And idea. he wants yeah. the movie to happen the way he wants to. So we might be seeing a Kickstarter soon for Spawn the movie, which I think would be really maybe Todd McFarlane can finally do what he did in comics and make another separate entity where it's just like Image Productions and he makes his own cinematic films kind of like the MCU did where they were like, we answer to no one until Disney gives us a big fat hug with their wallet. That would be great. Like an Image Comics version of the movies. I like uh, it. Hollywood recommended Edges Elba as Spawn. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Ooh, see yeah. That would be no, really... I'm down. You yes. just no, you've just topped it. But see, okay, here's the thing. Jamie Foxx, Idris Elba, both in the movie, one of them actually plays as Chapel, the other one be Al Simmons. I'll go with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. You remember when they actually fought because they were in Nam with you, weren't mm-hmm. they? They yeah. were yeah. both it was, of them. It was pretty great. Um so anyway, thank you for all the work that you've done, Todd McFarlane. Yes, thank you so much. Um, Venom is fantastic. <laughs> Venom is great, and your work on Spider-Man—they even gave you your own Spider-Man imprint just because of how well you did. Um, I'll never be able to thank you enough for all the stuff you've done. Your HBO series of Spawn, yes, the yeah, animated man. series when that came out—that—that that was a lot of things to me at that age. Uh, so thanks for that. And uh, the animation was great. It was above Saturday morning, but just below Disney. I think you hit the notch on everything you were aiming for. And speaking of um, all that, Keith David, the guy who did the voice of Spawn in the HBO series, is going to be voicing Spawn again for the Mortal Kombat 11 DLC coming out soon. Which, if I get that game, you know who I'm going to play as the entire time? Spawn. Scorpion. Oh, Spawn. Yes, Spawn. Spawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Scorpion's just like Spawn mixed with Ghost Rider mm. with ninja powers. So. Spawn has ninja powers. 
Spawn has any powers he, knows, he wants he to have. Comfort. He has I break into a government facility and steal all their bullets and then use them on people powers. Like that's the most amazing stuff that he. Ever I remember did. that issue. Yeah. When he because you know I won't use your devil power magic anymore. Screw you! I'll go get guns. And that's the second time Spawn has got started a video or a fighting video game as well. Yeah, because he was over back in uh, Soul, Soul, Soul Calibur. Soul too, Calibur. Right? Yeah. On yeah. The original he had the Xbox. huge axe. Yeah, Battle Axe that had the face on it. That was great. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that, too. And that was Keith David as well, which was great. Well, you know, when you're a good voice actor, you should just keep on getting work. So, yes. um, honestly, to, to wrap things up, I want to say this is a quote that came to me earlier today. And I, I, is this the moral quote? I don't know if it is or not, but it, it kind of came to me. So, what is hell but knowing heaven and then being deprived of it? Is that from Spawn? No, that's from Tony. Uh, I just, or maybe it's from that's something right. else, that's and right. I just like remembered it. But like that, that's hell, right? Yeah, yeah. Hell's having the most amazing thing, the most amazing day, that Groundhog Day that you'd want to have yeah. on repeat, that blockbuster tape that you want to keep putting into to your know rewinder, what you're missing out on. But then after you've had that day, the next day, you don't have that anymore. The woman's gone. Fantastic Four 2015. The rum's empty. Michael B. Jordan is playing in a Fantastic Four movie over and over again. And I'm in hell. That's that's hell. Knowing heaven, but then being deprived of it. It's not so much that it's fire and brimstone. It's not so much that it's zombies walking around. It's that you are lacking that peace that you need. So, this is going to be the moral. You go out and you find that piece and you hold on to it. See, you know what? You have a good idea there. Like, see, at least you know what you want. Yeah, if you know what you want, commit yourself to it for 10 years. Or two, if you try really hard and never sleep. Um, But, you know, when you have something in your life that makes you feel complete, that makes you feel like you're at home, that makes you feel like heaven, hold on to it. Treat it right. Show it the respect that it deserves. Like my my bud here. He's got the best wife, and he loves her dearly. He treats her with so much respect. The two of these kids, when they walk into a room together, you you see them and you're like, I mean, they were made for each other, right? They were just like created to be together. And But he doesn't take that for granted. He doesn't take it for granted at all. He treats her with all this respect. I'm totally sure that he would sell his soul to Malvolja to just (laughs) see her one more time. Would you do that? Would you become spawned to us? He'd return. He'd be like, Tony, I have to talk to you real quick. I've got this big cape. (laughs) You'd have to come on the show as Spawn. Yeah, I would have to come on the show as Spawn. And like his mask would be like, (laughs) and then it's like, oh God, what happened to your face? And you have a fin. He'll be the savage dragon underneath the Spawn stuff. Um, I watched Fantastic Four 2015 too much. Michael B. Jordan killed my soul and now I'm the devil superhero. More like the baby Doctor Doom thing there. Speaking of which, though, next week I want to delve into the real first family of comics, the Fantastic Four, as Stanley created them in all of their iterations. We may even talk some more trash about the 2015 Fantastic Four movie. There's no May. 
It'll happen. And Michael B. Jordan, I'm sorry, hashtag Tony is always going to talk trash about you. I'm sure if we met each other in real life, you would knock my block off. Like, you're probably, like, super strong. You work out all the time, whatever. But that won't change my opinion about you. I actually like your acting. He likes you. I think he's okay with you. I just don't. And you probably don't like me. It's like an instinctual thing. We just don't like each other. I'm a shark, and you're a jellyfish. Get out of my ocean. Um, but yeah. So let's talk about the Fantastic Four in two weeks on the same Turn the Page channel at the same general Turn the Page time. We'll let you know. We'll give you a countdown. And just so you know, a big shout out to uh, Saturday Night Gaming. Continue to listen to our podcasts that we do for the gaming community. Yes. Uh, you can find those on Google Play. You can find them on iPhone stuff. Uh, what's that called? What? The iPhone. iTunes. iTunes. Yeah, they got iTunes They on the Doom phone. Um, uh, we got great shows, great entertainment. Check them all out. Like, subscribe, share with your grandmother. Twist your, your friend's arm behind his back until he listens to it as well. Go rob a bank uh, and then repeat the same day over again. But do it to a new episode of Saturday Night Gaming Presents each time you do it. We have Let's Discuss for Movies. We have Saturday Night Gaming for any of your game communities, tabletop, role-playing. It's great. And continue to turn in to, tune in to Turn the Page because we will always be here to debate, discuss, bring you the news, and maybe just hate on certain actors a lot. Uh, also, if you check out the link that we're going to post to the video once it's up on YouTube and once in the comments, if you check over to the side on the comments... Uh, we may or may not post a link, but on eBay, we have merch, which is what the guys call it in the field uh, for merchandise. We have merchandise. We have cool shirts. We can make you bumper stickers. You can be an avid Turn the Page listener and fan and subscribe and wear our shirts. And maybe eventually we'll do some sort of like a call-in. You can call in. We'll give you a quiz if you answer pop quiz questions about us and have watched enough of the episodes and you win that quiz. Myself and John McClay will both draw you a commission piece. Who knows? Or Ronnie will come to your house and cook you the best steak you've ever had. Dressed as Spawn. Dressed as Spawn. And maybe pudding. And cake. See, that sounds nice. Pudding I, sounds good. Yeah, I'll draw you a picture. John McClay will like, ink it. And, and then uh, Ronnie will cook for you. My wife will cook for you. And even his wife will cook for you because they're a package deal. So continue to listen, continue to like, continue to learn about us, and we'll see on our next installment if we can get some sort of a call-in thing going on and see if we can get a winner and get to work on that. That sounds like a good idea. Let's involve the listeners more. Um, and until next time, I'm Star Power, Sex Appeal, and the Adorable Sidekick, all saying... Thank you. We love you. Support your love. Don't bash what you hate. And join us again as soon as you can. Bye.